0: Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job.
1: When can I quit my job? Episode 15. So here we are again.
0: Yay! Welcome to another episode. Welcome to another episode. Thanks
1: for joining us. I realize I, oh, we haven't yes. been saying thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, we did go through that one episode where we were taking forever to figure out if you have a consistent welcome or a different welcome every single time. Oh, yeah. Did you keep that on the episode?
1: I did, yeah. Okay. When, when that was that was going to be our shtick is uh, a different yeah. one every time, but yeah. that's never going to last because we're going to do, like, millions of episodes. Okay. So eventually we're going to have to just, like, pick one and stick to it. Maybe... Okay. We should put it up to a vote. I haven't heard from a single quithead yet. I haven't gotten an email. Oh, no. So maybe we should do that. Maybe the first one we receive, or if we get a bunch, maybe we'll do a vote style. But maybe maybe we should leave it open to the listeners to help us decide How what our intro should them? be. Yeah. <laughs> How do you want to be welcome?
0: Like, hello, quitheads.
1: Yeah. No, that's pretty no. lame. Do something better well, than
0: that. fine. I mean, I'm just in spitballing. Yeah but yeah. Anyway.
1: So, today I want to talk about the two decisions. Yes. Does that sound like a cool episode? Yes. And we talked about what it means. Do you remember exactly what it was?
0: It was well, wait, what it means?
1: What are what, what are, are the, the two, two decisions?
0: decisions? The two decisions are to decide that you no longer want to work for someone else. Correct. And the second is how to do that that's right what you choose to do to make that happen
1: that's right yeah and i think they're sequential so i think they have to be in that order obviously well yeah
0: yeah probably more often than not y- yeah. you probably don't uh, it's you wouldn't... less common to accidentally maybe with, with
1: you... yourself oh or... yeah especially if you're gonna do it and maintain success at it. yeah it doesn't yeah. happen by accident yeah. so so i want to talk about the two decisions which are deciding You no longer want to have an employer at some point in your life before retirement. And the second decision is how to choose what route to take to accomplish that. So we covered both of these topics kind of earlier in different episodes. Mm -hmm. And I think the deciding that you no longer want an employer at some point in your life before retirement, we more or less covered on the last straw.
0: Yeah.
1: And how... Like, deciding how you want to accomplish that, I think we kind of covered our version of that on our land investing episode, but I want to delve a little yeah. bit deeper into both of
0: those. Yeah, because you had a question from a listener, also your brother. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll call him a listener, but yeah. yeah, my brother, Aaron. But, so let's do them in order, and let's start with deciding that you, at some point, no longer want to be an employee for your retire. So, and this also does not include welfare, a.k.a. you're building an income for yourself that is not dependent upon an employer. Okay. So, and so for me, it was kind of an eventual decision. We had a lot of entrepreneurial ideas and hopes kind of basically throughout our relationship. We dabbled and talked about different things.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think... What changed my mind was when I realized I could do it. So we had ambitions, and I thought we may end up doing something that could supplement our income in our free time and things like that. And through listening to different podcasts and audiobooks, I just decided that it's realistic that we could do it, that we could replace our incomes with... Uh, different streams of cash flow and like we're smart enough like there, the people who do it that I listen to aren't necessarily talented in any certain way that we aren't or like super geniuses or anything right it's just an accomplishable like with the information or resources that are out there it's just accomplishable if you determine that's what you want to do
0: so you're saying Kind of when you started listening to all these different podcasts and books, mm-hmm. it just it started to be, would you say a slow realization that all like yeah this is common and I can do this because now I've listened to so many things. Or there, was it more light bulb like?
1: There were levels, so there was a light bulb, and I've mentioned this before. It was Hunter Thompson, not the late. Writer of Fear and Loathing, but cash flow investor that was on the Tom Woods show that just talked about cash flow investing, and it happened to be, I believe, real estate on the episode he was talking about. Where it just hit me, like, okay, we're at a point where we have some leftover, excuse me, leftover money at the end of every month, and what are we going to do with it? So we had IRAs set up at that point, but I knew that was never going to make us wealthy in our working lives. Right. And so my brain was going to the point to where should we be putting this extra money? Because I know it's not in the bank because it will be inflated away if we keep it there. So where is the most productive place we can put our money?
0: Right. To get it to work for
1: us. To get it to work for us. Yeah. So that's where my brain first went. It wasn't like, how can we replace our outgoing money with incoming money. It was, where should I be putting this extra few hundred dollars or whatever a month?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where my the thought process started because once you get to a point, and you can you can make it a point to have extra money every month. I don't care what your income is. If you make $400 a month, you can figure out a way to set aside $10. Like Whatever you make, there's a way to save a portion of it. And that's a big, important lesson so Yeah,
0: that's pretty bold, I'd say.
1: Yeah, that statement is. is
0: very bold. So
1: it's, but will. it's true. Even if you're on welfare, if you're in the United States, you can spend five dollars less a month. You can spend ten dollars less a month than whatever you're spending right now, and you can make that five or ten dollars work for you in one way or another. So, I don't care. Like,
0: okay,
1: do you disagree?
0: No, I I don't. But I think it's one of those things that if you're Listening to this it can be a hard pill to swallow because I know there's tons of people That's that true. would be like You don't impossible. understand
1: where I'm coming from right. and I have this and that
0: right? It's so, true. So I know I mean it's and it's easy to, to say so it's just I think it's one of those Hard realizations like you that you have to be honest with yourself about what right. your goals are to make that happen Right. That's all it's like a, it's not
1: and everybody's it's not in their mind to think of how should I be? number one? Creating a way to have five ten or more dollars a month at the end of the month and number two What should I be doing with it to make it work for me? Yeah, and and a lot of kind of background Mindset of what we talk about on the show is personal responsibility and that was one of the first things I became personally responsible for is our finances and How should I be using our finances to create a better future for ourselves? and. Yeah. Part of that is saying, hey, we have this much extra. Number one, how can I make that extra more? And number two, how can I make it do more for us?
0: Yeah. So, okay, so. so that you're was gonna the first add thing. Yeah, that and that was more light bulb moment.
1: That was, so cash flow investing, that podcast episode on the Tom Woods Show, that was light bulb for me. Okay. It's I should be creating streams of income. That's what I should be doing with my extra money.
0: Okay.
1: So that was a light bulb, but the slow, eventual thing was so I guess
0: so that's not even the like what you're just talking about sorry to interrupt that's not even the light bulb of the question the decision that you're saying that. right the, so is that what you're getting to is this where the slower yeah I think so is? okay so, so it wasn't it's, like kind it's kind of a sandwich
1: it's kind of a sandwich it's like light bulb is the crust okay and right. then I figured out land investing which we'll get to that's the second question and then through land investing i got the top bun, yeah which was i can use this to quit my goddamn job okay <gasps> so oh sorry lord um maybe we'll cut that out i don't okay. know but yeah so so the the buns are both answering the first question and the meat is answering the second question okay does that makes sense
0: yeah yeah it does you're really into this analogy thing. Yeah, right? like, you guys don't even
1: know what's coming. I'm into analogies like a chicken on a June bug. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken on a June bug. A chicken on a June bug. That's oh, the yeah. correct saying. I used to think it was a June bug on a chicken, but it's okay. because chickens really love to eat June bugs, so they follow them all over the place like crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was uh... you do
0: love them that much, though. yeah,
1: <laughs> that was a <laughs> Anna Anna quote. Anna was. Uh, Don's mom my, my stepdad's oh, mom oh
0: yeah I was going to say that's so your mom. it's a
1: Kentucky thing yeah like but- chicken on a June book like white on rice oh but so yeah so okay. that episode of Tom Woods it led me to check out the Hunter Thompson has his own podcast which is about cash flow investing I can't remember the name offhand but I'll link to it and then that podcast led me down a rabbit hole and I think if if you're at stage one, where well okay this is actually stage two so I'll, I'll I'll hold off on this but I got to the point where I realized that I can so yeah maybe I have this phrase I don't know maybe I have the questions phrased incorrectly okay because maybe so I think you have to have the desire to not work for something. okay but your first move when you're thinking about investing your money isn't gonna be to say how am I gonna to invest to replace my income? Maybe it's just, I have five, ten, twenty-five, fifty 25, $50 extra a month. Where should I be putting? It? So maybe that's the true first question. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know, that's a good question. About the questions. Yeah,
1: that's a good question, question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, question. <laughs> good
1: question. Good question, that's, that's our version of question in our house. Yeah. Good question.
0: Good question. So, <laughs> So I mean we for the purpose of the episode. For the purpose though, of let's the episode, not debate the, what question we should then, maybe. We if should you're agree. listening
1: if you're listening to this podcast, you at least probably have an inkling in your head that you don't want to work for somebody else at some point in your life before you retire. And that's the real that's the seed.
0: Yeah. If
1: you have that seed planted in your brain, that's really the answer to the first question. So it's not even no know, thinking, knowing or believing that you can replace your income with different streams of income it's basically do you want to work not necessarily even work for yourself but do you want to not work for somebody else before you retire and if the answer to that question is yes first off no you can because that's true and i think we're going to do an episode on that
0: you can do it
1: you can do it you you don't even know what that's from because you haven't watched it because i know because we started to watch it the other night and you said you'd never seen it and we didn't make it all the way through and we didn't even make it that quote. You can do it. Moving on. Water boy. Anyway. <laughs> so if the answer to the question, at some point in your life, before you retire, <laughs> do you not want to work for someone else? If that answer is yes, then that's you've answered the first question. So we can move on to the second question. Okay. The second question is how do you make that happen?
0: Yeah. How? How?
1: And that should be... That's going to be the bulk of this episode at this point. Another episode.
0: (laughs) Welcome to a new episode! Welcome!
1: Now, so for me... So this is how I came up to the answer. And it's not saying this is how you have to come up to the answer. Well, so, okay. (laughs) Is the answer to the first question for you a, a resounding yes? Yes. It is? Yes. Okay. Well, sometimes... I'm not 100% sure. Well, I think yeah, I think so. At some
0: point before I would retire? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, this yeah. I might go on a tangent here for just a second.
0: Okay.
1: And this maybe ties into another episode that we might do. But well, how how resounding of a yes is it?
0: Well, it's a resounding yes. Isn't that you have a more resounding give
1: yes? Give it give it stars. Five-star system. A
0: five five stars.
1: Five stars. Yeah. So you're 100% but, like I am,
0: yes, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then, for me, I must deduce that you see it further in the future than I see it for myself. Can you say that's true?
0: What? What do you mean? You? I see it. Farther. You. Oh. You
1: see that time in your life being further away than I see it for me, and well, yes. that's probably obvious because I yeah. have a
0: date. Yeah. Yeah. Do you
1: have a date in your mind? No. Why not?
0: Oh, well, partially because I think it's dependent on what happens after you do it. and Why? Because that'll be that much more time dedicated to the land business.
1: So, when you quit your job, is 100% dependent upon how our land business does in your mind?
0: <laughs> well.
1: I'm not tricking you. I'm yeah. being serious.
0: <laughs> okay. So, yeah, probably at this point, Yes, but I think I know what you're getting at, which is my my business.
1: I'm not necessarily okay. getting at anything.
0: Okay. You seem I, like I'm you're my... getting at something.
1: Maybe. Well
0: You usually do.
1: <laughs> you call me a rascal. <laughs> I'm saying okay, do do you see yourself quitting your job in two, five, or ten years and why? Or other? I would
0: say well, I could see two years and okay. I would want it to be two years. Okay. Over the other ones.
1: And what is that um, dependent upon?
0: It's dependent upon us and how hard we work. Be
1: specific. It's. <laughs> what has to happen for you to quit your job?
0: I have to replace my income.
1: You have yeah. to, I have to, we have to. And through what means?
0: Well, I think realistically it would be a we. Okay. Through...
1: Just like I
0: think we are doing it to your job income right now.
1: Okay.
0: But through.
1: So, in your mind, is it only the land business that's no. the way to that?
0: No, it is the IBC, it is the land business. IBC is this... not
1: going to produce income for us until we retire.
0: Yeah, but it
1: if, generates... if funds It yeah. funds things, but it doesn't produce income. So, you can't use can't that into mix... the factor. Even
0: though it supports the business?
1: No, because it doesn't produce income. The only way we finance our expenses is through income, so it can fund things which produce income, but it itself cannot produce income until. So why? But
0: if it can help result in income, I don't know why that can't be part of, and that's a specific thing we're doing that's different. Because
1: that's not a part of the equation. It it helps things, but like,
0: okay,
1: it's like a bank loan isn't gonna help us quit our jobs what the bank loan is invested in is what helps us quit our job. So it's like, it's a means to an end. It's not an end in itself.
0: But it also grows. It grows, so... but we
1: are not going to use it as income until we retire. Okay. Sorry, I'm being a stickler, but I'm being a stickler for the audience. So they, under, well, number one, so they understand how IBC is used. Because you don't use it for income until you're like done making money, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so I'm not, I'm, I'm really not yeah. trying to pick on you. I'm just saying like, you can't, Count that as the equation, other than it can boost the other things that we're doing. So it's the other things that we're doing that's going to make us able to put our jobs. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. I
1: so I'm really, I really am not trying to pick on you.
0: I just
1: here is what I'm getting. I am kind of getting at something. So <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not trying to drive you into a corner or anything like that. But what what I am getting at is, I think if you were as motivated as I am. That you would be looking for more ways to create income in your own business and things like that. I
0: haven't got there yet.
1: Well, okay. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: Well, I mean that's basic that was gonna be the last thing I said.
1: Yeah, well, say it.
0: Well, so in the let's say two years. Okay. I I do think that the land business will be wildly successful as we're seeing it, beef red. I agree. And to me then that'll help open up time to work on my biz- my business also.
1: While you're so, still while you're still working full time?
0: Well I think I do think that'll happen. And my sister and I have been working on better planning this year. For this year I mean. I agree. Um, so I think we're only just now maybe seeing it as something that can build income. Where before it was just gonna be this self-sustaining thing that, or ideally a self-sustaining thing that was just fun because we both like it.
1: So you had originally planned for it to break even.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I won't. I won't judge that too harshly. I mean, okay. I mean, if it means like your profits are basically you buying clothes for yourself sometimes and having I mean, fun.
0: It's just something I you know, like, least, and it's creative, and well, I enjoy it. Like, I think she enjoys
1: it. Does, it. does it surprise you to know that that's the first goal I've ever heard you say about it?
0: That's not the first goal. Ever?
1: Yeah. Like, end about- goal. End goal. Uh, not intermediate goal. You talked about intermediate goals, but it's not within the vision of an end goal. I've never heard mm-hmm. an end goal from you. Oh. And that's the first time I've ever right. heard one.
0: Right. Well, that and was that crazy. makes more
1: sense with where your business is. And that yeah. that's not a critique. It makes sense. Yeah. And it gives real name power to your name brand.
0: Is that a joke?
1: I don't know. <laughs> well, I was going to call our bonus episode Focused Rosebud. Oh,
0: cute. Because
1: right now I'm fearful that you're becoming a little bit too much like your namesake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> but... So we did go on a tangent there, but so. Hey guys, we're going to take a break from the episode for a second. I'm going to be honest. The conversation went a little south here. I was being a little bit of a dick and I think I maybe pushed Liz a little too far. I clipped out the rest of this part of the conversation. We moved on. If you're interested to hear what happened the rest of the conversation, I think this will be our first bonus material on our Patreon page. Become a supporting member to find out how much of a dick I am. Now back to the show. So back to the question at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'm going to let him understand from a young G's perspective.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: So we got a little off topic. Oh, we got a little off topic there. Uh, Back to the question. Question number two. How do I do it? How do I replace my income so I can quit? My fucking jab, so I don't have to work because so I'm jerk anymore. Yeah. Well, here's Probably how I did it. Idea. Here's how I did it. And is it fair? Well, I don't want to take all the credit because obviously it was a family decision. It was a marriage decision. So I believe that we were in constant discussion about this as I was developing my thought. Is it more appropriate for me to say I or we when saying how I decided, how we decided to do it? I'm not. I don't want to. Oh, I I I mean it was a joint it was a joint decision
0: yeah
1: I guess I can only describe my thought process right but we had obviously ongoing conversations about it while we were figuring out a strategy yeah
0: you can say I
1: okay so as I said it started with the Tom Woods podcast I learned about cash flow investing and I would highly suggest a podcast called the cash flow ninja it's by MC Lobsher he is a cash flow investor he is i believe he's a multi multi-millionaire but so he has different cash flow investors on every show that have a different cash flow investing strategy so there are atm investors there are different types of real estate investors from commercial to residential to storage facilities to retirement homes to anything like that there are penny stock traders there are uh, coffee farm investors so anything you could think mm-hmm. of anything that can be done as far as cash flow investing he has it on his show and I also later found out and maybe this was a later transition for MC lobster himself he also does IBC mm-hmm. So and he that's he's a big proponent of it, and I believe he has an interest in an IBC company, as in like he's a part owner, I believe, in an IBC.
0: So it counts for him for income. It does in that sense.
1: Yes, because he gets portion dividend off of every new investor, so it's a, it's a business for him. Yeah. So if we were to refer people to Russ Morgan and Joey Murray of the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast and business, and we were to get a portion of that, then at that point we could count IBC as an investment. Okay. We don't get paid. We do refer people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only through this podcast, basically. Well, I also try to refer to my friends and family, but nobody listens to me. So, uh, <laughs> so we're
0: taking it to everybody else.
1: Exactly. But so. I listened to that, and I actually looked into and followed up on an ATM business, but the dude was not put together well, and he didn't call me back for a long time, and after I called him two or three times, he finally called back, and when he was on the phone, he was spacey and not paying attention to me, so I decided, even if I liked his business model, I didn't like the guy, so I'm not going to invest in him. I, we looked into, I thought about doing penny stocks. I don't know that I told you that, but it's just like a yeah. a computer nerd thing that if you know mm-hmm. what you're doing, you can make a lot of money. Yeah, I still I've think heard about that sometimes. I don't
0: think we talked about it in depth, but I know about it.
1: Yeah, I think I mentioned it, but I, I still think about that sometimes. I thought about turnkey rental investment. So initially I decided, I've I heard a lot through different investors that the way to make a lot of money the easiest or most most common I should say the most common way to make a lot of money without beginning with a lot of money is real estate. And I also if you know who Ron Paul is, he ran for president in 2008 and 2012 and the reason I'm telling you that is because he is a financial genius and he is big into real estate and precious metals and it convinced me that those are good places to have my money because of how they maintain their value even through recessions and things like that. Yeah. Because when I was learning about this stuff I was concerned about going into a possible future recession and things and I wanted to make sure the things I invested in would, invest in would retain their value. And that drove me toward, well and precious metal isn't really cash flowing investment unless, I mean there are ways to do it but it's complicated. and not worth my time but so since there were so many real estate models for creating cash flow and it's a real asset which means that was important to me because of concerns about future recessions to have what is a real asset and basically what that means is like stocks are not a real asset like you don't own a physical thing if the stock market goes down you lose Ones and zeros on a computer screen. You don't lose any actual thing. And when you buy it, you're not buying any actual thing. You're, you're buying a conceptual item. That, right. Like Bitcoin is a conceptual item. Like So if you have all your money in Bitcoin, theoretically, it could go to zero overnight. And the stock market, the same thing. Like, it can become worth nothing. Whereas if you own a physical item, it will have some trade value, if nothing else. So I wanted to invest in a real asset, a physical asset and real estate also overlapped with that. So it has a whole bunch of cash flowing models and it's a real physical thing. So even if the bottom falls out of the market and the whole U.S. economy goes to shit, I'll still have something. Like I'll have a plot of land. Right. If we become homeless, we can go move there and sleep in our cars. It has a value. We can grow food there if we have to. So that was important to me. And also I understand land. So so a physical thing was important and understanding it was an important thing. So I don't, they're what's called mutual funds, which means your money goes into different allocated portions, into different companies that you've never heard of. You don't know who owns them, who runs them, what they do. Mm-hmm. So the stock market is something I don't really understand. Like, I understand how the market functions, but I don't understand every business. I don't even know every business when I invest in it, What where my money's going when it goes into a mutual fund. So land, at least I understand what land is. I know what it looks yeah. like. I know what it feels like. I know what you can do with it. So the fact that I have some <laughs> grasp yeah. on what land is and how you can use it and what you can do with it, that's a check mark for me, too. So that was why I decided to to invest in land. Well, and when I say land, I mean real estate because we did initially start looking into buying homes and renting them out. Mm-hmm. And then the way that works is basically you purchase a home using leverage, which basically means a loan a loan to you by the bank, which in itself can become an issue if yeah. the market At least takes a downturn.
0: For us, that's what it would have been because. We didn't have the right. funds to outright buy a house. Some people probably do. Exactly. Lots of people probably can do that and not have a loan. But we exactly. would have been in that position. I think that was important too. Is we didn't want to get into anything that had a high entry cost, right? Or required a bank loan.
1: So maybe we'll, we will. Maybe maybe we will break this into two episodes because I think. I'd like to go a little bit more in depth here, so. Yeah. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us.